0: Alright, joining me again on King, uh, the Stories of King Arthur and his Knights podcast as I commute uh, from home from work tonight. And I'll be telling you the story of Sir Percival and um, his quest for the Grail, or the story of the Grail. And this is, uh, you know, all these stories are my favorite, but I really like this one as well. And I'm not going to get too much into the background of Percival because that's a story all on its own. But I, uh, I'm just going to kind of jump in right into the middle of this story. So uh, yeah, buckle up and uh, let's, get, let's get to it. So Percival, as many of you may or may not know, he, he was one of the greatest of the knights. And he got there right around the same time as King Arthur was kicking everybody off to go uh, search for the Holy Grail. And so they're all looking for the holy grail. And the best knight out of all of them was Galahad. And Percival really, really wanted to see the grail. He wanted to be there, you know, be one of the, the greatest knights that was able to, you know, to see it and to have found it in this quest. And he knew was pretty sure that Galahad would be the one one of the people that was there. And so, you know, he thought about it, and he was like, What am I gonna do? I'm just gonna tag along with Galahad, so, you know, he catches up with Galahad, says, hey, Galahad, um, you know, like, um, how about we team up and do this together? I feel like we could really, you know, benefit each other and searching for this grail. Galahad, uh, from all the stories that I read, doesn't seem like he's got the greatest of uh, people skills, and so he just kind of ignores them, gives him, them, brushes him off, just you know he just doesn't care like galahad's uh, all about his own honor and like doing things the right way and he just doesn't see percival you know helping him out joining forces any benefit to to his quest and so he just kind of brushes him off percival's like well you can brush me off all you want but i'll just follow you and still find it galahad's kind of like well i can't do anything about that but it's not the way i want it but i can't do anything about it so we'll go that way of course percival loses galahad um galahad rides off without him early one morning and percival's lost and so he's looking for um you know what to do next where he should go he's trying to track him but he can't follow him he uh you know starts getting dark he sees up in a cave some light coming from it and he's like well maybe that's him up there so he goes up into this cave and finds this hermit it's not galahad unfortunately And so he starts talking to the hermit, and the hermit's like, Oh, you know, like I've actually got some pretty good information for you about this quest that you're going on. Percival's like, Great, tell me all about it. And so the hermit, you know, goes into a little bit of it. And one of the big takeaways that uh, Percival gets from it is that he has to remain chaste or pretty much not have sex with any women while he's pursuing the grail. And Percival, as a young knight, um, you know, I guess probably a lot of the other young knights were thinking about this, but he was just kind of wanting to get into being a really good knight. He wasn't worried about that whole aspect of things. So he's like, that shouldn't be a problem. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to find the grail. And so he asks her, the hermit, um, hey, what about Galahad? Should I, can I find him, tag along with him? Where is he? Can you? What can you tell me? And the hermit's like, you know, like, that's really not your path. For this, um, everything's gonna work out, you'll see it, but uh you know just, just just you know just don't sleep with anyone and Percival's like, okay, well whatever so you know he takes off the next morning you know they share a meal together and they talk about other stuff, but he takes off the next morning and uh, he's he's going along and he's just you know looking he's in the back of his mind he's like, I'm supposed to look for Galahad because that's gonna be the easiest way to do it." So he's riding along, and he sees like a couple knights off to his right as he's riding. And they're going kind of fast, but he doesn't really take too much notice of it. And then pretty soon as he's riding along, he sees like some more knights and some people on the ground. And they're also going kind of fast. And he looks over to the knights on his right, and they kind of look like they're coming at him. And then he looks to his left, they're also coming at him, and he starts to... Realize that these people might not have the greatest of intentions towards him, so um you know he like cinches his horse straps, he buckles on his arm a little bit tighter, grips his shield, and gets ready for a knockdown, down and drag out war because he is way outnumbered but Percival is a great fighter and he's a great knight, and so even though he's outnumbered he's he's not um disheartened by it at all he he's just ready to get in there and and duke this out. So he gets attacked, and he fights like a total champion. He is wheeling his horse around. He's, he's stabbing with his spear and hitting people off their horses and hitting people on the ground until his spear breaks, which, you know, is to be expected. So he pulls out his sword, and he's, you know, just doing a great job knocking people down, getting them. They get his horse, though, and his horse goes down. And then a knight in full armor on the ground is much less deadly than a knight in full armor on a horse you know he's he's definitely at a disadvantage now but he doesn't stop for a moment he's reaching up and pulling people off their horses and fighting the guys on the ground he's just a great knight so he's he's doing great but he's starting to fatigue a little bit and he's starting to not hold his own against these overwhelming numbers about 15 or so people attacking him and uh he's starting to get pretty worried that he's not going to make it out of there alive when all of a sudden this flash comes in and a white and red shield just plows into the knights that are there within minutes everyone's on the ground dead or injured or passed out and uh, Percival's standing there you know unharmed mostly unharmed and he looks up to see who has who has rescued him and the knight lifts up his his visor and Percival goes, Galahad, hey, it's great. You know, crazy to run into you like this. Um, you can see I don't have a horse anymore. Thank you for rescuing me. Um let's tag along, let's get this grail thing, you know, knocked out. And Galahad just kind of looks at him and rides off, doesn't really even give him much of a response. And Galahad's like, or Percival's like, hey, I don't even have a horse. Can you help can you at least like help me get a horse? And Galahad's just gone. He doesn't doesn't care. And so Percival's now on the ground. Walking, and so he, you know, has no other choice but to just keep going, look for a horse or look for somebody that can help him out. So he, uh you know, is walking along. He sees a little bit of a clearing and it looks like there's some smoke coming up out of it. So he he ducks into the clearing and he sees a tent there. He's like, oh, hey, this is great. Um Tent, maybe there's somebody here that could help me out. He goes in there, sees this beautiful you know, fairly young woman. And he says, Hey, I'm a knight from King Arthur's court. You might have heard of us. The round table's kind of a big deal. Um, I'm looking for a horse. Would you be able to help me out at all? And she goes, Oh, actually I have this beautiful horse um for that I could let you use. And he goes, Oh great. And so he goes out there and there is this enormous black horse just rippling with muscle. And he's like whoa this is a really really nice horse are you sure you're gonna let me use it and she's like oh actually you can just have it and he's like what really i mean okay you're sure with that she's like yeah fine it's it's all yours and so he hops on it and gets on that horse and he's like well let's let's see what this horse can do and so he kicks it up into a gallop and the horse can fly he's going faster on it than he's ever gone on any horse ever the horse is just trotting along he's like i'm gonna catch up to galahad in no time so he's he's doing great he's riding along and then he sees a, a cliff up ahead leading off into the ocean and uh he's like oh, i should probably slow down if i don't want to go into that go off that cliff so he starts pulling on the reins horse is not responsive pretty soon he's yelling whoa and pulling back on the reins as hard as he can doing anything he can to get this horse to slow down and the horse is not having it. It is just going full speed. If anything, it's going faster. And uh he has no idea what to do. If he f- goes in that water, he's for sure going to drown because he can't swim with all that armor on. So he's has no idea what to do, thinks to himself, you know, I'm on a holy quest. What's the only thing, really, like option I have left? And that is to cross myself. So he crosses himself. Soon as he crosses himself, he's standing on the ground, totally still. The horse takes off in front of him, flies off the cliff, goes into the water, bursts into a you know a bunch of flames, and uh, Percival's just sat you know standing there looking at this strange sight, totally shocked at what's happened. And uh, he, he's like, whoa, that was that was pretty crazy, I guess. Man, this has been a wild day." So he's like, I guess I'm back on my feet, so I guess I'll get walking. So he starts off walking again. Pretty soon, he starts hearing some pretty strange noises. And he's looking around, trying to see where these noises are coming from. Comes upon another clearing, and in the clearing, he he sees this lion fighting a pretty enormous snake. And the lion is, you know, doing its best against the snake, but the snake is just huge. And so Percival, you know, surveys the situation for a a little bit, realizes that the lion looks to be the more natural of the two animals, and goes over to assist the lion. And so the lion's swiping at the snake, and, you know, the lion turns attention to Percival. The lion bites the snake. Um, The snake turns back towards the lion. Percival, you know, gets a few hits in. They get it distracted. Percival chops off the head. The snake's done. Uh, he's standing there leaning on his sword. And he hears a voice say, Thank you very much for assisting me there. And he turns around and he's like, who's, Who said that? And he hears the voice say, I did. And he looks and he sees the lion. He's like, are, I, Am I talking to you? And the lion says, Yes, you are. And he's like, I know lions could talk. And he's like, Well, they usually can't, but you know, I'm. You know here to assist you a little bit on your journey and uh just want to let you know that you know that was an emissary of the devil you're you're still good on your quest you know stay true to the path that you're on and um you know we'll we'll, we'll i'll be able to help you out and so you know percival's like oh great so he's like well what should we do and the land's like let's go down by the seashore you know you're gonna have some visitors and so Percival's like, oh, all right, that's great. And so they go down to the seashore. You know, they're talking, having a good time. Percival leans up against the lion as they uh, are, are talking there and falls asleep. And in the morning he wakes up. The lion's gone, but, you know, it's kind of be expected. And uh, he's just sitting there. He sees a ship off in the distance, and the ship looks like it's coming in. pretty soon the ship weighs anchor. Uh, a little boat comes up guy gets out of the boat, kind of nods to him and starts starting a fire. And uh, the ship goes back out, comes back with some more people. And uh, they've they've got a whole bunch of food with them. And they start cooking over this fire. The ship, you know, the little boat goes back to the ship, comes back. Uh, They've got a bunch more people. Pretty soon they're setting up tents. There's kind of this whole carnival going on. There's people playing instruments jugglers delicious food everywhere a whole bunch of wine and uh, he's having a great time you know he's had a real weird last couple of days Um, so he's just enjoying this great company pretty soon he starts making eye contact with this really beautiful woman and uh, she's holding his eye contact pretty good and uh, you know they start talking he's had quite a bit to drink and uh, they're having a pretty good time and pretty soon he finds herself himself in her tent and uh, starts taking off her clothes, pretty soon she's totally naked and he's almost there and uh, as, you know, he's, he's continuing to take off his clothes, he looks down on the ground and sees his sword and on the sword he has, you know this decoration of the cross and at once he remembers his mission and To to find the the grail And how he had to keep himself chased During this mission And so he does the only thing he can think of Once again crosses himself Poof everyone's gone Totally disappeared No woman, no fire uh, Just kind of a lingering smell Of the meat that's been cooking And he's once again left alone On the beach So he pretty, Pretty baffled by Everything that's going on uh, doesn't really have any other options Just goes back to sleep um, And while he's sleeping He has some pretty interesting dreams And He, he dreams of uh, A woman riding a lion And a woman riding a serpent And uh, he's real Real confused about it um, You know he's He saw the lion, he saw the serpent He's not sure what it means He wakes up in the morning another ship's coming in And he is like I'm not going to get I'm not falling for this trick twice He's got his hand on his sword As uh, the person disembarks And the person disembarks Wearing a, a white and gold tunic With a lion on it And uh, this old man He's got a very long white beard He's bald But you know he's got little tufts of uh, White hair Around his ears And uh, Percival says Who are you? And the man goes oh, I'm you know, I'm, I'm from this castle. I'm here to take you, uh, with me. And Percival's like, well, you know, it's been kind of a wild couple days. I'm gonna need some more information than that before I jump on this, on this boat with you. And the man says, all right. So you, you had a dream last night, didn't you? And Percival goes, yeah, yeah, I did. He says, all right. This is what the, this is what your dream was. You dreamed of two women. One was riding a lion. One was riding a serpent. And this is the interpretation of it. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm driving as I said. Yeah, we all got a merge, buddy. Um, um, so uh, the woman riding the serpent, that was an emissary of the devil. And you know, you've know ran into that with the horse and with the temptations that happened to you yesterday. And so you've done a really good job at um, you know avoiding those. The woman riding the lion, you know, is a symbol that God is here to help you on this quest, and that as you continue to, you know, remain chaste and to be a virtuous knight, you you will be able to attain the this goal of, of seeing the grail. And Percival, pretty shocked that this guy could read his dreams, you know, and and give him interpretation as like, Alright, you seem like a pretty good guy, let's let's go with you. And at that point, Percival joins this man on the boat. They get in it, and then that man takes Percival to go see the grail, which, of course, I'll tell again in another story. Um, But thanks for listening. Um, Thanks for joining me on my commute home. I only got honked at once, so I feel like that's a win. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining me on the Stories of King Arthur and his Knights podcast. Have a great night.